Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Susan Lopresti Wellness, Mind, Body, and Soul, the podcast where we explore the highs, the lows, and everything in between when it comes to a woman's life, her health, and all aspects of navigating the midlife landscape. I'm your host, Susan Lopresti, and today I'm super excited about this episode and my very special guest. Her name is Susie Aguilar. Am I saying that right, Susie? Yes, you are. Okay. So let me tell you a little bit about Susie because I was very intrigued by her. So she says that when you combined a knack for numbers, strategy development, and med writing skills, and an ability to simplify complex issues with a massive amount of enthusiasm for empowering women you get Susie Q. She's an ex-corporate gal who is the founder of Susie Q Company, LLC, a coaching and a consulting agency based out of Knoxville, Tennessee. When she first found herself unfulfilled in her 16-year corporate career, she developed a blueprint to escape her toxic J-O-B, which is just over broke. Sometimes they use that as a description, right? And she did that in March of 2022 after dreaming about making her leap for several years. On her podcast, Reinvention Warrior, a top 5% globally ranked show, she teaches high achieving women how to create transition plans when leaving their corporate careers and how to do it on their own terms. Susie Q has recently published her very first book entitled Corporate Exit Plan. I love that title. (laughs) This top 10 ranked workbook guides women through their transition by helping them to build a roadmap to make their nine to five escape a reality. Susie Q has recently been featured on WATV Channel 6, and it was a segment to inspire women to make their dreams a reality. She provides group and private coaching packages for women who are seeking a strategic approach to planning their career pivot and desire a flexible yet actionable approach to achieving their goals. When she's not mentoring women or writing, Susie Q is usually exploring her new town with her husband, daughter, and their lovable chunky chocolate Labrador, Wonka, since relocating cross-country in the summer of 2022. As a major bookworm, you might find her curled up with a good book and a cozy blanket. With her goofball personality, sarcastic sense of humor, and Latina flair, you can expect corny laughs with a dash of sass. Susie Q, first of all, where were you 30 years ago when I was looking (laughs) to escape my corporate job? But welcome. Thank you so much for joining me here today. And, you know, I think this is such a wonderful topic. I really do. Thank you for being here. 
Thank you so much for having me. And full disclosure, that chunky chocolate lab is here in my office with me. So if you hear some snoring in the background, don't be alarmed. <laughs> I love dogs, any kind of dogs, but honestly, Labradors and Golden Retrievers are my two favorite. Susie, this is wonderful. I think it is such a great business that you have. And I think there is such a need for it. When I was 61 years old, I had this five-year plan. I was already one year in, but I worked in corporate America for 27 years. And I knew that I wanted to retire at 65. Uh, unfortunately, my company had a different plan. We merged with uh, another company and I ended up losing my job at 61. And so there was no way that I could ever go back to corporate America ever again. I knew that that was out. And because I had been certified as a health coach and I'm also a Reiki practitioner, at that point, I decided that's what I'm going to do. You know, I really had this five-year plan. I wanted to retire from my corporate job at 65, but like I said, they had a different plan for me. And in the end, it was one of the greatest things that could have ever happened to me. First of all, they paid me for 14 months after I was let wow. go. So that gave me the opportunity to start working on my business, building my business while I was still getting paid for my job. But unfortunately, right. most women don't get that opportunity, right? If they're mm -hmm. in corporate, unless they lose their job. And this was an enhanced package that they were giving because it was a merger deal. So I got right. lucky that I lost my job during the merger. But yeah, and when my daughter was first born in 1993, I did a lot to try and find alternate work. I took a class for medical transcription where I would be able to work from home. That didn't work out. I tried my hand at many multi-level marketing companies and none of that really worked out. I did Mary Kay Cosmetics. I mean, really, I was searching for 30 years, really, for something that I could do to get me out of this corporate job. But the thing mm -hmm. was with corporate America at the time was it was job security. I knew I was getting yeah. a paycheck every other week, and I knew exactly how much it would be. But in reality, corporate America has no job security. Because when they tell you that it's time for you to go, it's adios amigo, you're gone. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, I just love what you're doing. I really do. And so I'm really intrigued on how you help women to transition into a career that really fills them up and how they're able to walk away from this corporate job. If you could give us some insight as to how this is all done. I'm sure everyone on here listening is like all ears. Let me hear. Give me the recipe for this. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. You know, and it is an art, you know, where you're crafting the plans and you're kind of navigating. I like to see this as a journey that you're 
you're taking a road trip and we're building a roadmap because we're trying to determine like, what is that final destination for you, for your life? Everyone has different variables and factors when it comes to what they want out of their profession. What do they want in their personal life? Are they parents? Are, you know, are they caregivers maybe for other family members? And there are just so many situations where, when we want to pivot out of a career, especially one that we've been in for a long time, it feels very intimidating. So really, it's taking it one small step at a time and not letting it completely overwhelm us by thinking, oh, my gosh, I have to have this fully laid out plan, and it's got to go perfectly. It's really about taking the baby steps and those actions along the way. And based on something that you shared, which I absolutely love. And it's something that I highly recommend to all my clients. And in fact, I was on a call with a client yesterday, who is trying to make this transition for herself. And I want to get all my clients and your listeners to really think about the exploration phase, right, is we don't have to necessarily pinpoint, okay, I know exactly from today to next year, this is exactly what I'm going to do. Like we, I believe can have flexibility and we can explore and experiment and test out different ideas to really see what lights us up. I think that sometimes we forget what are the things that really fulfill us when it comes to the type of work that we can do. And the the opportunity to just explore and say, okay, let me go try that network marketing, you know, uh, mm-hmm. company like you had stated for yourself, because I did that too. That's how I fell into entrepreneurship. I kind of dabbled around and did it for fun in the beginning. And then it was like, ooh, but I love the leadership aspect, you know? And so I know you said that those explorations that you did and those experiments didn't necessarily work out. But I bet you that you gained nuggets of knowledge and experience through every one of those opportunities. And so like for myself, it was the leadership component. I absolutely loved that part of it. I loved forming the team. I love the organization. So you learn with every experiment. I don't I'm the type of person that doesn't see things as failures and mistakes. I feel like everything's an opportunity to learn and grow. Yeah. And so when it comes to those experiences, it's like, okay, what are the nuggets that I could take away from that? And then I can apply that to something else moving forward. And so really giving ourselves permission to do that investigative and be curious, you know, have that curiosity about us and say, okay, what would I like to do? You know, if you're in a career you know, just throw like a random example, maybe in the financial world, right? Maybe you're a finance guru. You're like, I really like to do this completely different other thing over here that is not related whatsoever to the financial world. Go and try it out. You know, it doesn't mean you have to jump ship from one day to the next, but you can go and maybe ask someone that's in that field, right? And say, hey, what is it like to work in like I'll use my client from yesterday as a good example. I want to go into the um, consignment world or I'm curious about it. Okay, who works in the consignment world? Who could you, you know, inquire with? Who can share with you what that journey looks like? And then you can see, oh, okay, I'm intrigued even more. Maybe I, now I can go experiment with that a little bit. So really when it comes to wanting to pivot or facing any transition in life, because I tend to speak a lot about careers, But I truly believe this is 
very applicable to any season of life and any transition because we all journey through our life and experience different things and curveballs that come along the way. And I think it's always applicable to use those foundational pieces, no matter where we're at, what stage of life we're in. And we can essentially just look at where we've enjoyed maybe some of the skill sets that we've gained over the year and then how we can use that to move forward and start to design our pathway to what would be fulfilling work moving forward. So Susie, tell us your story because you worked in corporate America. So what was it that prompted you to want to leave? And then what gave you this idea of then making that a business for yourself, helping other women? So talk about Sure. Um, So very much like you, I had been in my career for 16 years and I thought the end all be all was I was going to become like the head honcho of the organization. That was my goal. That's what I was determined to do because I started as a temporary employee and worked my way through all the ranks, got into, you know, senior leadership and all that. And I enjoyed that journey for the majority of the time. However, you know, things start to change, leadership changes, culture changes, all those types of things were starting to almost give me warning signs that, okay, pay attention, you know, kind of pay attention. Um, And so back to how I always thought I was going to retire from that job, I started to see those little red flags. And then, like I mentioned, I kind of dabbled in the um, network marketing world and was curious about it. I was like, well, this is kind of cool. Like I could have a job and I could have a business. Like I'm going to try doing both. And so I did, I kind of worked on that. And through my career, I really over, as I grew into different roles, like I just naturally mentored other women. It was something that I did naturally in my career in the professional world. And it just started to bleed into these other parts of my world, like in building these businesses, it was like, I loved having a team, I loved training them, I loved teaching them and encouraging them, and helping them really have belief in themselves, because that's something that I notice. And being a Hispanic woman, I know what it's like to have like, different types of views of like, what women should bring to the table or not. And mm-hmm. I learned that I really wanted to empower women to say, hey, it doesn't matter. Like we can let go of those cultural things and we can still be strong, determined women and still be loving, caring women at the same time. Like we can be both. We don't have to select one or the other. And so for me, when I started to see those warning signs, I paid attention and then I got really sick and I almost passed away suddenly. Um, In 2019, I actually hemorrhaged internally. So I didn't know what was happening, just lost consciousness, which was terrifying. Um, And in the midst of that, like right before that incident happened, I had been working on one of the biggest projects of my career, something I was very proud of, something I was very excited to work on, but it was very stressful. And with those little warning signs that were going off in other areas of that organization, I was like, something's not right. And then I ended up getting sick. Mm -hmm. Um, so that moment really was a pivotal moment in my life and my career, because I recognize that my well-being is not worth some job, you know, it's not worth it to just allow it to affect me that way. So I really felt like the stress, the workload, 
kind of triggered some of those health issues that I was experiencing suddenly. So it really was that big red flag that was like, hey, pay attention to this. This is a problem. This is not healthy for you. And then the pandemic hit, right? A few months later in 2020 or what, five months later in 2020. And I was still healing. I still was not back to my normal self. I, I was on a medical leave for about three months at that time. And in a sense, I guess I kind of got fortunate, even though the pandemic was a terrible thing for everybody. But it gave me the opportunity to work from home. So it meant I didn't have to be in the toxic workspace anymore, which that was really what I think was triggering me the most was the environment. And I speak about this all the time on my podcast is paying attention to those toxic triggers and the toxic stress that is contributing to us and not having a good well-being. So I got to work from home for some time, but I was very adamant about looking at my finances, knowing the numbers, because I knew I had to leave. Like if they started requiring me to come back into the office, I couldn't. There was going to be no way that I could pull that off. And so, yeah, so I worked from home um, for a couple more years and I officially resigned in March, 2022. And yeah, so it did take a little while, but because of that buffer of not having to go into the office, that made a world of a difference. But anytime I was required to go in, I literally would cry. I had a short drive. It was about 10 to 15 minutes, depending on traffic. And I would literally cry the entire time to the office because I was terrified. And that's not normal. That's Mm. not supposed to be like that. You should not feel fear in that way and to be just consumed by that toxicity. Like that just is not okay. So the times that I did have to go, you know, maybe for a particular presentation or just for other types of things that I needed to go in for, it really was a struggle for me. And that effect, like that right there affected my well-being to a whole other level because it just contributed to when I got home, I was a mess, you know, it was just a terrible experience. So if there's anyone that's listening that finds themselves feeling that way, that's not okay. That really is not okay. And it's time to advocate for yourself. And that's what I did is I advocated for myself. And that's what I love to empower my clients to do is to really fight for what you believe in, you know, and keep pushing forward. Don't give up hope. So that's really the gist of it. And like I said, I could have used you because I, in my career at corporate America, I was never happy there. And the last few years, I was completely miserable, miserable. And then once this corporate change happened where we merged, I was actually hoping for a positive outcome because they had assigned me to a new manager who... I knew already, and we had like a friendship. And so I was excited to work under her. And then the next thing I know, I was out of a job. So for me, financially, like I said, it wasn't so terrible because they did give me 14 months of severance. But when you're working with a woman who's looking to leave her corporate job, what are the steps? Because one of the biggest fears is losing that income. I know that there's a lot of women that work because of they're passionate about their work. But for someone in corporate, like I'll speak for myself, I was working there only for the money. 
There was no passion. Mm -hmm. There was no thrill of the job. I was a compensation analyst. So I worked with numbers okay. all day and it was, it was just numbers. So I was bored to death. It's not my thing. <laughs> uh, I started my career in the fashion industry and somehow after my daughter was born, I ended up in corporate. How does a woman transition out of a job where usually it's a good paying job, right? Right. And, yeah, and most definitely. So what's that look yeah. like? Sure. So what I've learned is that the first step always has to be understanding where that woman is at, right? Where is she at in her career journey? Where is she at financially? Where is she at when it comes to her home life? Because to your point, you know, sometimes you might be the breadwinner. Sometimes you might just be doing it because you just need a paycheck because you just want one, not necessarily that you have to have one. So it's really understanding where each one of us is at. And then I love to walk my clients through essentially like a discovery process where we're uncovering, okay, what is it that you are excited to do? What would be fun to do? So we go through this entire process where we're learning and uncovering what other things that they enjoy and really the bottom line. And this is why for like using my story as an example, I was very specific about what my values were, like what my boundaries were, what I was willing to tolerate and not tolerate. And I think that a lot of times we forget that we just think, well, we just have to do it. We just got to keep showing up and do the thing. But that's unfortunate because once we start to have our values be compromised, then it's just, it's terrible. It's a terrible experience. So I really help them define like, what are your values? What are the things that are so important to you that you're not willing to budge on? And then where can we be flexible? Um, so I really walk them through this experience of defining what that looks like for them. And then really getting an understanding of how to work through the mindset blocks, because I'm sure for you, like when you were in that career for 20 plus years, you felt probably some sort of tie to like, well, I just got to stay, you know, it's a state to your point that you said, oh, this is my paycheck, you know, I'm going to retire. And we connect our identity with that title or that job or that paycheck, right? And so we have to start to make that disconnection and say, you know what, no, like, yes, that's my job, but that doesn't define who I am as a woman, or it doesn't, you know, devalue me if I step away from that career and go into something else, like I'm still worthy, I still have value beyond a career title. And so really, it's working on the mindset part, because I don't think we'll ever make a transition and take a leap of faith if we don't really understand like how we can start to break these things apart and separate ourselves from a career identity. Um, and then it's something that you shared too that I thought was very interesting was um, when it comes to making those transitions, sometimes we are actually forced out, right? Like we are terrified to make the move ourselves and then we're forced out. Unfortunately, yeah. some of my clients have been forced out, right? Like I've seen it. I've I've seen them live that life and it kind of sucks. But at the same time, it kind of is good because now you're in action mode. Like, whoa, we got to figure this out. You know, it was a gift. So not that I'm it right. It, exactly. Yeah. It was a gift. And in your case, to your point, you are very fortunate. You had a nice, healthy severance package. Yeah. Not everyone has that. No. But still, I think that even then there's something powerful. I believe something so powerful that happens 
when we get that little extra push of like, you better figure something out because this is your situation. Now we are going to figure this out, you know? And so that's kind of what, not that I'm forcing my clients out of their jobs, but I try to give them that little push of really thinking like, okay, what would it be like? Like, what's the worst case scenario that happens? Because we could be working together. And then tomorrow you tell me I got laid off today. Well, guess what? Now we're just going to hunker down and we're going to come up with a plan that works for you. So that's essentially what I love to, you know, help them consider and think about that. Unfortunately, our jobs can be gone from one day to the next. So really opening our eyes to that and considering that that's a possibility, even though we don't like that most often, right? Because we don't ever want to experience that. Um, And then we just, I'm a goal oriented person. And a lot of the clients that I meet, if they're not necessarily a goal oriented person, they do uh, recognize that that's going to benefit them and help them. So we work on goals when it comes to finances. Like I'm like you, it's funny. I didn't know that you were an analyst as well, but that's what I did. I was an analyst, but I didn't only do numbers. I did a lot of numbers, but I also did some other projects unrelated to that. Um, But what I've recognized is that we have to know the numbers. And unfortunately, some of the things that I've seen is that, you know, if our, let's say that a woman is married, she doesn't always understand the finances. The spouse often will take care of it and she's not in the loop. And so really I want these women to just get educated and get knowledgeable, understand what are your finances? What do they look like? Do you know what your expenses are on a monthly basis? Do you know how much savings you have? You know, we start very basic, but I really want them to get a good understanding of here's my financial picture and here's what I have to have. Like here's the bare minimum. And then here is like my dream life. Right. And then we can start to think about that. But we're not going to do that from one day to the next. You know, it's not like we just launch a business tomorrow and here we are, six figure business on day one. Like, let's be realistic. That's not how these things work out. Mm-hmm. And so, what I love to do is really help them assess their financials because, in this instance, that oh my gosh, I do lose my job. Sorry, do you hear the dog really loud? No. She's getting crazy <laughs> back here. No, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm like, she's going wild in the background now. Um, <laughs> So good thing you love dogs. <laughs> I love them. Go wild. So <laughs> yes. So in the instance that someone does lose their job, right? Unfortunately, there's a layoff, there's a merger, there's something that happens, which we're seeing a lot of that now, unfortunately. So I think we always need to have that in the back of our mind. Yeah. But when that when that reality sets in, it's like, okay, if we understand our finances, we know where we can you know, trim things down. As they say, trim the fat, right? You know where you can trim things down. This is not a necessity. This is a want that I have. Okay, I can cancel that subscription. Okay, I don't have to buy, you know, so many of these things. And we really start to narrow down so that you are in a more comfortable financial place. And or at least understanding your finances. That's I think the most important part of it is really just knowing your finances and not being oblivious to it, not, you know, being unaware of what your finances look like. And so really, I help them with that financial mindset piece as well. And really just getting to the nitty gritty, like in my workbook, there's a whole table with an assessment in there that they can write everything down, they can think about 
what does it take if I do want to do a business? What does it look like to do a business? And at the end of the day, what is my bottom dollar? Like every month, I know I have to bring in $1,000 a month and that's going to sustain me for six months. I'll be okay. And then from there, I need to increase my revenue to X dollar amount, you know, and you just start to really get a good understanding of where you're at and what your needs are. So we work through that together. And then the very last thing, just to like tie it all up, Mm -hmm. that I find so much value in this experience when I'm walking my clients through it is really understanding the networking piece and the connections that matter and that are important in your journey. Because especially when we're in a career for a really long time, everyone in your world is related to that career. And those people in the corporate or any career have a particular mindset that you stay, you retire, it's the golden handcuff mentality, right? You will be here forever and ever and ever and don't ever think about anything else. And that's going to limit you, especially if you have this wild idea, right? That I'm going to go and travel the world or I'm going to go do all these things. And people are like, you're crazy. How can you do that? That's unstable. That's unsafe and not secure. But that, how many people are doing that and do an incredible job of having these dream lives that so many people would love to have, but those in the career world or corporate world, they're stifled or limited because they don't see that as an opportunity. They don't see it that way because they've been, and no, that's not a judgment. It's a reality because that was me growing up, you know, it's like go to college, get the job, and then you retire from that job. Like that's not a negative, bad thing. But if you're trying to grow and to do something completely different, then yes, you need to surround yourself with women who have been there, women who understand that and women who could guide you and support you. Because what will happen is if we go and talk to our family and friends, they're like, oh, but they want to protect you and they want to keep you safe. So you should stay in that job because you get a good income and you've got all these benefits, right? And if you go and meet women who are building businesses, or if you just want to pivot to a completely different career path, right? Because it doesn't mean you have to build a business. Business ownership is not for everyone. And I advocate for that all the time. But if you want to pivot careers, what's to say that you can't go from the finance world, you know, to a completely different career and, you know, go work in retail somewhere? I mean, I don't know, there's so many ways that we can pivot and transition that, we need to find other people who are doing those types of things and surround ourselves with a supportive community that says, hey, that dream you have, that's not a crazy dream. Like it's actually possible for you. And let me show you what I experienced when I did it so that I can offer you a shortcut there. And I think that's such a blessing. You know, I think that's such a great opportunity to have, to have that connection and to have women who are supporting you in that same space. They might be one step ahead of you. They might be five steps ahead of you. But what I've learned is that they're so willing to share their knowledge and it's such a beautiful experience. Yeah. So Susie, what do you notice more when you're working with a client and they're looking to leave their corporate job? Do you find that more women want their own business or are they willing to work for somebody else, but do something completely different? What do you see more of? I would say it's a pretty good mix. I get a mix of both. There are women who are like, 
set and sold on the idea of launching a whole new business and them being the owner and navigating the entrepreneur space, which I think is incredible. And I love to guide them on that journey. But then I've seen women too, who are like, I'm more curious in going to a different career path. That's just different than where I'm at. And then on top of that, um, I've also seen where they're just curious and want to go potentially work for someone else to go and explore and experiment and see if that's going to be a good fit for them. And then they're like, and if I like it and I've tested it out enough, then maybe I'll do my own business later. So it's almost like there's that in between as well. And I love that because I love that, you know, that blend of different opportunities that they're all seeing in their own situations. And most of your clients that come to you, is there like a certain age group that you see more of, or do you see more of, let's say, like young moms that are working a full-time career that are looking to have more flexibility? Like, what do you see more of? Yeah, um, it's funny. I actually see a mix. I have had younger single women in their like, say, mid to late 20s. I'm seeing I'm working with a client right now that's in her late 30s and she's the mom of a young boy. And I have had other clients that they were probably in their 40s and they're going to be empty nesters. So it's like a double transition. It's I'm becoming an empty nester mom and I want to pivot in my career. And I'm like, let's do this. This is amazing. I went through a very similar experience and I can relate so much. So I really see a combination of all those, you know, age ranges and family dynamics. And I think that's amazing. Because like, for myself, you know, I went through a lot of different seasons, from being a single mom to going into having my career, and then getting my bachelor and master's degrees, like, and raising a child, like I've gone through all those stages myself. So I can really relate to these women at any one of those seasons in their life. And so I just love being able to help them. I would also imagine that it would be easier for a woman who has a husband, who has a good job, which would allow to take some of the pressure off the woman to say, okay, well, yeah, I could switch jobs and maybe I'll make less money, but it's a new career and a new industry. And So when I think about myself, I was the sole breadwinner, which made it even harder because it was me and my daughter that I was supporting at the time. So I really felt locked in. So do you notice that more of the women actually have a spouse who could pick up the slack while they're transitioning? Or do you find there's actually take the plunge by themselves? Yeah. I've seen, I mean, most of my clients know they're not married and they don't have that second income. So I would say the majority have not been so far, um, but that could change over time. Right. Right. Um, But I do think that that's where, when you are in that spot where you're like, I'm unfulfilled in my career, I know I need to do something different. I just don't know how that's where that exploration piece comes in and we figure out, okay, Instead of taking that leap of faith and like quitting everything. I mean, and you can do that too. I'm not saying that's not an option. I've seen both. So I'm just sharing my observations. Yes. But 
we can choose to make the leap or sometimes to your point, you get shoved out. Like there is no option. And you're just like, well, I guess I'm figuring this out now. Right. I'm in the midst of it. They terminated my position or they had layoffs or whatever. So sometimes we are forced into that. But other times it's instead of just thinking we have to take the full plunge from day one, it's okay. How, what am I interested in? And then experimenting and incorporating that I never see. I'm, I kind of laugh about this. But I have coined myself that I'm the anti side hustle girl. Like, I don't believe in side hustles because I believe that when you call something a side hustle, it's like, it's not as important. It's an right. appetizer. It's on the side. It's not to the level of this thing over here. So I am of the opposite, you know, theory and saying, you are building a business in addition to having a career, like it's just your business. There's not a, a little tiny thing. It's not a small business. Like, this is my business. It's another source of income in addition to my career. Like we just honor both of those things equally and don't have to minimize it. And so what I would advise is if someone is in that stage thinking about it is okay, go dabble in that thing, go and learn what would it take to start doing that business? Can you, can you utilize this is something I love to share. And I talk about it in my book as well. But look at your employer, especially if it's something you're not in a toxic or a hostile workplace, because that also makes a very big difference. Yes. But if you're somewhere that you're like, I can just get by for right now while I build my business, then I like to utilize the, the philosophy of look at your employer as the investor into your business and let that fund your business, right? Like, you got to go get a license, you want to go get trained or certified, like, what are those actions you want to start taking to develop the skill sets that you need, maybe, or to go and do the paperwork to file for an LLC, like, what are those things you need to do? And you can utilize your investor, and you don't have to see them any more than that is they're your investor in your business, and they can start to fund that dream. And you can start to build that while you're still working your career. So it's one of the strategies I love to share with my clients is, you know, you could still build that business and you don't have to do everything like overnight and all in one shot. Yeah, I love that idea that you just said, because that's actually how I got certified as a health coach, because in 2017, there were already rumors going around that we were going to merge but it wasn't definite and it was more of a rumor than anything. But we had been with this company in the early 90s and then we split from this company and now there were rumors that we were going to merge with them again. So it was at that point, I was 58 years old at the time and I decided that I was going to get certified as a health coach because I had gotten a pamphlet in the mail in the early 90s from IIN, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And at the time, in the early 90s, I didn't have any money to invest in something like that. But it was always in the back of my head because I always had this love for health. Like I was always a health nut, running, yoga, all that stuff. So anyway, that was at the point and to your point, I was working, I was making a good living at this point, and now I was able to afford that health coaching program. So I was still working when I got certified. 
And I was also mm -hmm. still working when I got certified as a Reiki practitioner. And I was also still working when I got certified as a meditation practitioner. So now I had these credentials under my belt, but I wasn't doing anything with them because I was still working a full-time job. But once right. they told me adios, I was like, okay. I knew exactly <laughs> what I was going to do. And the first right. thing that I did when I was let go in January of 2021, I guess it was, I immediately hired a business coach to help mm -hmm. me get my business off the ground. And again, because I was getting paid, I was able to afford that. So it's really interesting. But I can't imagine that if I didn't have that under my belt as my option for a career, I probably would have had no choice but to go back to work for somebody else. And that's, yeah, and that's something that I wouldn't even consider like frowning upon it or being disappointed because the reality is that we all have different expenses, right? We have yeah. to still have our needs met financially. Um, but one of the things that I do try to get my clients to think about is if we find ourselves in that position where, okay, I have to have something, okay, can you explore potentially a part-time job that pays you very well? Because sometimes that's a great option too. And so you have less hours, you're getting still your needs met financially, but then that gives you additional time to now build your business if that's what you're doing. Or if you want to pivot into a completely different field, Get, getting those skill sets or certifications that you need to do that. So I wouldn't, you know, see that as a negative. I would see that as like, okay, this is just a means to an end for right now mm -hmm. until I build this dream business or this dream uh, career path and start working towards it. There's no reason to stop it. We just incorporate it into our life. Right, right. So what kind of programs do you offer women? Is it on an individual basis or do you have a membership where um, women collaborate together? What are you doing right now? Yeah. So right now I primarily offer individual coaching. I'm in a season of my own transition right now. So I'm like the best fit for me is having the one-on-one -on -one right now, but I am in the process of developing like a workshop style training um, or opportunity. So that's something that I'm going to be launching here in the next month or two. And I'm really excited about that, doing something a little bit different where we get more of that community aspect, because like I shared, I think that's such an important component. Yes. Um, and I have thought about to your question about membership. Yes, I have considered doing a membership. And I think it's something I will need to definitely integrate into my business model, because I love that component. It's something that I've, you know, participated in other communities. And it's one of the things that I enjoy the most. Um, but I have just been trying to figure out, okay, like, what are the things that I really want to focus on? So right now, the main thing has been one on one coaching. So I do a 90 day coaching package for my clients. And we meet, you know, within those 90 days and get them a really great end result 
based on where they're at and where they want to be by the time we complete our 90 days together. So I love that experience, seeing them grow and helping them essentially build that roadmap that's going to guide them and, and figure out how they start to move forward. Right. And so the book that you wrote, is it like a roadmap or a guideline to what you do? And so yes, what is yes, the name of the it, book? Corporate Exit Planning is the name of it now. And in true fashion of being the reinvention warrior herself, yes. I, ac- I actually just recently decided I'm going to pivot and probably rename my book to something a little bit different, but that'll be in the future. That'll be to come. But yes, essentially it's helping women build that roadmap, you know, cause not everyone's ready to go into coaching right away, which I understand that, you know, we're all in different seasons. We have different priorities. And so the book is really just like a really great gateway and a stepping stone into, okay, I want to explore this idea of what it would be like to pivot in this stage of my career. What does it look like? And so, like I mentioned, I talk about defining what your values are. I talk about the mindset and separating ourselves from that career identity and how we go about doing that. Um, There's a whole module on the financials. There's a whole module on time management, because that's something I'm sure you can vouch for this as well, since you were in the corporate world, and then now you are a business owner as well, is that no one is managing your time anymore when you're a business owner. (laughs) You're accountable to manage your time. And that's a big change. It's a huge change to go from, okay, you got this meeting at 10 o'clock and two o'clock and here's (laughs) your day scheduled for you versus now you're the one that's managing all that. And it can be hard, especially if we're working from home, like there's so many distractions, there's so many things that take our attention and, you know, priorities. So really, it's helping them define that I love time management, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to it. And then the final module is really that networking piece and having the connections that are important that are going to help you with growing and not just holding you back. So yeah, it's essentially like that gateway, that very first step to an introduction to me, my style, how I help these women on their path. And I just love it. And I forgot to mention separate from my workbook, uh, as far as coaching, one of the other things, it's also one-on-one, but it's a newer offer that I just started uh, providing is I'm doing a 90 minute like warrior power coaching session where it's essentially more of a nitty gritty, like, okay, I'm pretty sure I want to make this transition, but I want to get an idea of how to get started and how, like, can you help me uncover my gifts? Can you help me come up with like a good high level strategy of how to start moving forward on this path of shifting in my career and potentially starting a business or potentially going into a whole new area. So it's something new I started doing and like literally just about a week and a half ago. So I'm very excited about that because it's, it's more like straightforward, right? It's just a 90 minute real quick hit and introduces them to my coaching style. So it's something that I'm excited about. Very nice. That sounds wonderful. Is your book available on Amazon? Yes, it is. Yeah, the book is on Amazon and I can share those links with you too. Yes, please. Tell me about your podcast. When did you start that? So I started that in January of this year. 
I actually had a podcast before that. And that's when I had gotten really sick. So I had to press pause on everything. I pressed Mm -hmm. pause on basically my entire life. But yeah, so this podcast now that I have is Reinvention Warrior. And I started it in January. And I just I love the opportunity to really encourage women and give them that the permission to recognize how worthy and valuable they are. And to I believe that unfortunately, as women, we oftentimes diminish ourselves, we dim our own light. And so instead of that being the sounds that we hear around us, like I'm here uplifting women on my show, like that's what I'm doing is giving them encouragement. Sometimes it's life advice, but most often it's okay, are you facing this, you know, issue in your workplace? Is this something that you're wanting to pivot, but you're not sure how like here's some strategies, here's some recommendations. So I just give a mix of things, but I do a really I think a good blend of bringing in the personal and professional side of us as women, because I don't believe that we can just be like, okay, it's, I'm only solely ever going to be focused on my career or only on motherhood. Like we're women, we're managing everything. Let's just be honest. We're always managing everything. We're managing our household. We're managing careers, our kids, the schedule, the appointments, you know, all the dogs, all the things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we're always doing all those things. So you know what? Like that's how I, you know, approach my show is really blending all of that and being very vulnerable. I am very transparent about my journey, what I've been through. And so, yeah, I, I do that to not for pity or anything like that, but really to encourage them that it doesn't matter how dark of a season you think you might be in, but you are always capable of like overcoming that and moving forward and then designing a dream life that you absolutely adore. Do you have guests come on who went through the process and went from a corporate job into a career or their own business and they talk about their experience or is it mostly you talking about subjects? Do you have guests come on? Yes. You do? Right now, I do not have guests at this point in my uh, podcast journey. It's something I am incorporating. I already have a wait list of women that I've reached out to or that we've connected in some way. And I think that they have a great story that they could tell um, and share that experience so that other women can hear that. So yes, it's something that is on my um, project list for this uh, upcoming quarter at the end of the year. So yeah, so stay tuned, because soon I will be having guests on there. Okay, so one piece of advice, uh, we'll close with this one piece of advice, you would give to women who are here listening, who are in a job that they're unhappy with, um, what would you tell them when they're in a job that they're unhappy with? Yeah. And they know that they're in a job, but it's not their purpose. It's just for the money. What would right. be one piece of advice if someone felt like, yeah, I think this sounds like something I'd like to give a try to what advice would you give them to explore the idea of it? Let's say. Yeah. Great question. Um, I think really the first step And this experience really is acknowledging it because oftentimes we're scared to even admit it and to say that I feel that way. Right. Because it is, it's terrifying. It's like, wait, I've been told that I needed to be in this career for decades and decades and retire from it. So really it's just acknowledging and admitting it and really reaching out to someone that you wholeheartedly trust 
you know, or that, you know, has been there. So, you know, if it's your audience, your audience could reach out to you and be like, Susan, I heard this episode and I resonated with, you know, that conversation. And I think that's where I'm at right now. Like, that's just the very first baby step we can take is like acknowledging and admitting it Mm -hmm. and really speaking it out loud because Otherwise, we're just going to hide in the shadows and be like, well, yeah, that sounds good, but that's not really for me. No, like truly reach out to someone. They could reach out to me and say, hey, I heard this, you know, interview and that's that's the point I'm at and I don't know what to do. I feel stuck. I feel frozen. I feel scared. Sure, we all feel that way when we're in this transitional period, but there are women who are willing to support you. There are women that will just be a sounding board for you and that will you know, guide you along the way. So I would say that's my number one piece of advice is just acknowledge and then speak it out loud. I love that. (laughs) Because a lot of people are afraid to even admit that they would like to do something because you feel so trapped. It's a, it's a, it's a very weird thing to explain. I think like you were in it, I was in it. Anyone listening who's in corporate America right now who's not truly happy, they know what we're talking about. It's like a trapped feeling in a way. And for me, like I couldn't imagine my way out of it. So if someone wanted to reach out to you, and I will put all the links, you'll give me the link to your website, to your mm-hmm. podcast. What's the best way for someone to get in touch with you to say, I just want to have a conversation and see where it goes from there? Absolutely. Thank you for asking that question. And really, it's kind of straightforward. Everything I have for my business is Reinvention Warrior. So that's my website is reinventionwarrior.com. There's a contact form on there if someone wants to reach out. But then on socials, I'm Reinvention Warrior as well. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. So they could reach out and just send me a message, you know, and if it's taking that very first scary step of acknowledging and admitting like, oh my gosh, this feels like me, then let's start there, you know, because that's brave. That's so brave of you to acknowledge and say those words. And it's the very first step to start taking some action and moving forward. I love it. Susie, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. I appreciate your time. I think that a lot of women will identify with this episode. And uh, I hope that they get the inspiration to reach out and say, yes, that sounds like me. I want to do something about it. Because you know what? Life is very, very short. And I I yeah. honestly believe that we should be doing something that we absolutely love doing because when you're doing something that you love to do, it doesn't feel like work. You know, Mm-mm. it's just enjoyable. Because I, I know for me here in my house, I get to my computer at like seven o'clock in the morning and sometimes seven o'clock at night, I'm still doing things, but I don't feel like it's work. I'm enjoying what I do. I love it. And that makes all the difference in the world. So I hope that this really inspires women to give some thought to it and just realize that there is a way out. There really is. So thank you so much, Susie. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you letting me come on here and, you know, be vulnerable and, and share with your audience. My pleasure. My pleasure.